Hi, thank you for listening to Trinity San Diego Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in with us, we want you to know that you are loved. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope this message will encourage you. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, you can help us by reaching others by investing at trinitysandiego.org slash give. Thanks again for joining us. Now here's Pastor Katie. You know, we've been talking about this idea of ghosted, and no, Pastor Todd did explain last week, this is not the concept of not texting somebody back, okay? Although I would like to preach about that, all right? Because let me tell you something, if you ghost me, I will call you out from the platform, because I think that's the rudest thing ever. Anyway, um, I won't talk about that anymore, but we're talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. And today, we're talking about the idea that he is our comforter. And aren't you glad that he is? He promises to be our comfort? Um, you know, he's our counselor, he's our guide, uh, but he's our comforter in times of need. And so we're going to talk about that this morning. But what I, what I, what I was thinking about as I was praying about this message was uh, the, this topic of comfort uh, for Americans in particular uh, kind of connotates, we, we make a connection between Holy Spirit as our, comfor- as our comforter, meaning that Holy Spirit wants us to be comfortable. And uh, I think that that is a common misconception, particularly by American Christians, that we are constantly uh, believing that the Holy Spirit or God wants us to be comfortable in our life. And what I have found is that uh, he comforts the afflicted, but he also afflicts the comfortable. So if there is some area of your life that you are too comfortable in, what I mean is a thought pattern, a mindset, a relationship, a wrong, something that's wrong that you have found yourself comfortable in. He will afflict that because he wants better for you. Okay. When God corrects us, I'm going in already guys. Sorry. I had a story and everything planned out, but this is what he wants me to say right now. When God corrects us. Okay. It is not for us to be comfortable. It is for us to be called. He wants us to live called. Do you want calling or do you want comfort? Let me ask you this morning. What do we want? You want to be comfortable? Or do you want to live called, on purpose, making a difference, building houses in Mexico, reaching out to our our community with special needs, reaching the middle school right across the street? What do you want? You want to live comfortable or you want to live called? You want to serve the house of God or you want to sleep in on a Sunday? I'm going in. Man, I'm going in. Oh, I had no plan to do that. I, I had no plan to go there. So yeah, here's the deal though. What Jesus said in John 14, 26, I want to read it right here. It says, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's talking to human beings, okay? And he's saying, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, who the Father will send in my name, is going to bring to mind, he's going to come and comfort you, but he's also going to do that by bringing to mind things that I have taught you here. Now, as I was thinking through this topic of scripture, or this passage of scripture, I, I couldn't help but think about how the disciples probably were experiencing a, a high level of anxiety at that point. 
because they had been walking with Jesus for three straight years. They had been learning from Jesus for three straight years. You see, they had access to the Son of God. They had access to the power of Almighty God right there with them, right? And so I think it's interesting that what he says to his disciples is peace I leave with you because he was probably understanding that they were experiencing a level of anxiety because they thought they were going to have a lack of access to the power of God. And I think that fear and anxiety in our life, when we stress out and we fear things and we have anxiety in our life, it is a result of us forgetting what we have access to. We forget that we have access to the Holy Spirit. We have access to the scriptures. The scripture is full of power. So when you feel fearful or anxious, you can just pick up this word. You pick up the word of God and you start reading this stuff out loud over yourself if you need help. Living without the Holy Spirit is like, li it's like me living homeless and having a million dollars in the bank and not doing anything with it. That's, that's what living without the Holy Spirit is like. And so we, when we're talking about the comforter today, the comforter, he is our comforter. And if you are suffering this morning, if you are in deep anguish, he promises to be your comfort in your suffering. It says in the Psalm, Psalm 119, it says, my comfort in my suffering is this, that your promise is, the what, is what preserves my life. I'm sorry, I don't have that scripture up there, but you can just Google it. That's the beauty of having Google and Wi-Fi in church. <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Don't be Googling anything right now. But you ever notice uh, a father or a mother like at the park and they're playing at the park and they see their kid, maybe they're riding a bike around the park or whatever, and all of a sudden the kid gets going too fast or they're on their scooters and they see him fall over and they skin their knee. You see what the parents do? Every parent, if you're a good parent in the room, rushes to your child. It's an instinct. It's an instinct that God has put in every parent to rush into their child's pain, to try to comfort them. And this is what the Holy Spirit does, is when you are in pain, when you are afflicted, and so, maybe you're heartbroken, maybe you're going through a divorce, maybe you have uh, seen somebody uh, hurt your children or bully your children, whatever it is that you feel pain and so suffering about our father he rushes in your pain is a magnet for his presence okay and so if you're suffering this morning I've got good news for you because the comforter is here he is here to comfort you he wants to speak to you personally our God is not an impersonal God okay he he knows you intimately he created you in your mother's womb and he wants to speak to you personally today. How many want a personal word from the Holy Spirit this morning? I know I do. And I'm, we're going to go in and I believe that it's going to happen. But, you know, the way that the, the Holy Spirit gives comfort is not just uh, rushing into our pain and drawing us close, but it's also through correction. It's through conviction. And that one's the least, <laughs> not as popular <laughs> to talk about. And that's why I'm actually going to talk about it uh, first today. But what I want you to know is that everything that has happened in your life, everything that you are going through right now, 
all of it is meant to draw you into a closer relationship with Jesus. It's meant to draw you into a deeper intimacy with him if you allow it to pull you in close. If you allow him to pull you close, that's, that's where you will find the comfort that you are looking for from the Holy Spirit. So we've got closeness, which is proximity, and that reference, the, the, the word that I'm going to um, translate is from 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, and we'll go through that in just a minute. And then it's correction or conviction. These are two ways that the Holy Spirit comforts us. And that, that word is, that is used in Psalm 23, which I'll reference in just a minute, that correction and conviction. Um, but what I think is interesting about the idea of how the Holy Spirit uses correction to comfort us is because, like I said, it's about proximity, okay? He's always trying to draw us closer. So if he's always trying to draw us closer into a closer relationship with him, what do you think the enemy is trying to do? He's trying to separate, right? So our sin, maybe some behaviors, some habits, some, some maybe gossip, maybe we have addictions, whatever it is. Our sin is always trying to separate what the Spirit is trying to unite. The sin in our life is trying to separate us from a close proximity to our Savior, to the Holy Spirit. Because when we live in a close proximity to the Holy Spirit, we start living called and not comfortable, Okay. I said earlier, he comforts the afflicted. And if you're suffering this morning, we're going to talk about that. He wants to comfort you, but he will also afflict the comfortable. And this is where we're talking about correction. So number one, correction and conviction. Conviction, when listened to and acted upon, actually leads to comfort. I, I had a situation this week, just this last week, actually. And here's where I'm going to take off the mask. You guys are used to me taking off the mask, right? You excited? They, they love it when I take off the mask, Pastor Bob, because I'm always dealing out my own dirt, you know? That's why nobody can have anything on me, because I got my own dirt that I just share. Uh, I had a, a situation this week, and um, we have a wedding coming up in our family. And with weddings, it's a joyous occasion, and everybody looks forward to it. It's like big old family reunion, and you spend a ton of money uh, if you're in it. And also, <laughs> uh, but it's a really fun time. Uh, however, uh, what comes with weddings, uh, planning a wedding sometimes, is stress and tension. And uh, if you are a human being uh, and have an opinion and a part of a family, you've experienced probably a family squabble at some point. And uh, so I had one of those <laughs> just this last week. We had a, a situation that happened, and um, I got mad. And yes, pastors are people too. Hashtag it, okay? <laughs> pastors are people too. I got angry. And um, I got on the phone. And I, I responded or I reacted to a situation without praying over it before I picked up the phone. And um, that's a good indicator that you're about to do something stupid is when you are mad and you pick up the phone, okay? So I did that. And I got on the phone with a family member and I just kind of, I, I, I was communicating a principle. You see, the thing is, is that I was trying to say that this was not done the right way. There was a right way to address this issue and it was not done in the right way. So when I pick up the phone, I start yelling 
okay, and saying, this was not done the right way, you know, okay, and my words, the way I had communicated the principle that I was trying to uh, say was not nice. It was sharp, and it was hurtful the way that I had spoken over the phone, and so the principle that I was, I was, I was upset about how something was handled, and so, um, the principle that I was trying to communicate was right, but it, the way that I did it was wrong. Therefore, I was wrong. Because God is a God of truth, but God is also a God of love. And if you cannot speak the truth in love, you've basically just canceled out your entire point. Because people will not hear you if you are speaking the truth to them in anger. They won't hear it. They won't, even, they won't even listen to the principle, even if you're right. They won't listen to the principle that you're trying to communicate if you're, if you're spewing it out of an angry mouth. And this is what was happening to me. And so I got off the phone and I hung up and I was still mad. Didn't, we kind of resolved it by the end, but I was still pretty mad. And then I had to talk to Todd for three hours about it afterwards. And we rehearsed it and rehearsed it. And how many of you have been in one of my messages where I'm talking about don't rehearse it. Where you are, when you rehearse it, you remain in it. You remain in that mess. But I was just doing it. I wasn't even practicing when I was preaching. This is why I got to take off the mask so y'all know, like, I'm a, I'm a living human being, too, that's working on myself, and I need the Holy Spirit to convict me and to correct me when I'm wrong, but I was mad, and I woke up mad, and I was still ruminating about it the next day. The whole morning, I didn't speak to anyone because I was in my head, and I was rehearsing the entire conversation, and then I went on a drive, and I literally was saying the, the things out loud by myself, and I was like saying, and I was thinking of things that I should have said just to even make my point more, you know, like stick it to him, you know? <laughs> Don't even laugh and judge me because y'all do this, okay? Sonny's raising her hand in the back. Y'all do this. I am not the only one that replays these argument scenarios and then think of way better ways that I could have said it. Okay? I, I wasted an entire evening with my husband and an entire morning. And then I, I started to feel physically sick that day. And I was like, why am I feeling sick? I can't even work right now. I'm just feeling sick. And then I start thinking about it again and just... <clears throat> And it just makes me so mad. I start rehearsing and rehearsing and rehearsing. And finally, I had to go home, actually. I was, I was sick to my stomach. This is, what, <laughs> this is what sin does, okay? When you allow sin to sit and to settle in your spirit, it starts to make you physically sick, okay? And I told Todd, I, I have to go home. I, I can't work. I don't know what's going on. I need you to take the kids. And I, I just need to pray about what's going on. So I, I, I went home on my couch, and it wasn't even two seconds into them walking out of the door. I started asking. I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what's going on? And immediately, he brought to my remembrance. What did Jesus say the Holy Spirit was going to do? He will bring to mind. He will bring to your remembrance things. He brought to mind a teaching that I had heard Joyce Meyer do uh, years and years ago about almost the exact same type of situation where she had spoken harshly to a coworker and then didn't have any peace the rest of the day. Um, she was telling uh, her congregation or whoever she was talking to that she kept ruminating about it um, and ruminating about it and then couldn't figure out why she had no peace, why she, why she couldn't find comfort in anything that day. And it was because the Holy Spirit reminded her, he brought to, to her mind that exact scenario where she saw herself uh, snapping at that coworker and he said, you need to go apologize right now. If you want your peace, go apologize. Okay, and so that 
that teaching came back up into my spirit. All of a sudden, I knew exactly what I was supposed to do if I was going to get peace, if I was going to have comfort, the comfort from the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. Pride is the biggest, biggest separator. Of, because, because my pride was saying, no, you were right. Don't you call and apologize to her. You were right in, the, in what you were trying to communicate. And here's the deal. We can hold on to that. Even if I was right about the principle, uh, but not the way that I communicated it. If we, if we hold on to that, you guys, that, that, that ends up in years and years of bitterness and resentment and separation of families. I've seen it over and over again. And so I just had to bite the bullet. And I just, had, I just picked up the phone. And it was hard at first to swallow my pride, but I'm more concerned about living in alignment with the Holy Spirit and the calling on my life than I am about winning an argument. And so I said, I'm sorry. And I cried. And she said she was sorry. And she cried. And it was over. Instantly, the, the pain and the angst in my spirit, in my gut, went away. Instantly. It was instantly I was comforted by the Holy Spirit. You see how correction and conviction uh, is actually how the Holy Spirit comforts us. Do you see? So when you have something in your life that is separating you from the proximity or the closeness that he wants to have from you, he's going to start nudging and he's going to start pointing certain things out. Like if you've got a problem with, you know, if you've got a problem with gossip or if you've got a problem with negativity, maybe you like to complain a lot. He's going to start like kind of poking and being like, hmm, when you start to do that, it's going to start to feel uncomfortable. You're going to start to be like, hmm, why did, why did this feel good before and not now? That's conviction. That's how you know that he's asking you to turn and repent. He's asking you to turn away from doing things that way and turn towards him, turn, turn towards the comforter so he can come in. In Psalm 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right, right paths, bringing honor to his name. Now look at this. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. That word comfort in the Hebrew is actually translated as nacham, nacham, and it means to be sorry, to, re to repent, to regret. Okay? What that means is, is that conviction and correction of the Holy Spirit is a protection for your comfort. And when you feel regretful or repentant about something, it turns you into a place of comfort and protection. You see, the rod and the staff were used primarily for protection of the flock. Shepherds used those as protection, and they were to protect them from wild animal, animals or devourers, basically. What did Jesus say about the enemy? That he's come to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to devour your life. So when the rod and the staff are implemented around the flock, it is, that is conviction, and it is meant for your protection. Conviction is protection, and that is what leads you to a place of comfort and peace with the Holy Spirit, with, you, with other people because my relationships are affected when I hold on to resentment and bitterness. Had I not called back the next day and apologized, 
I don't know what would have happened. It would have festered. It would have festered. Who knows? We would have just maybe tried to brush it under the rug, which we all know that doesn't work. Okay? Conviction and correction is for your protection. Number two, this is the closeness part. The Holy Spirit comforts us through actual closeness. And what I want to say to you today is that if you are in a deep place of pain, if you are suffering, if your heart is broken, and the pain is insurmountable, and there's, noth- there's nothing that you've done or nothing that you've tried that has comforted you, I want you to know today that he is calling you to him. He is drawing you close. It actually is translated from in 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. Comfort has different translations depending on what the Holy Spirit's trying to communicate. In Psalm 23, he's trying to communicate conviction and correction leads to comfort. In 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, though, it says, Praise be to the God and Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we have received ourselves. That word comfort has a different meaning in this passage, and it's, and it's from the Greek word paraklesis. It means a calling to one side. It means that he calls us in to be close. Para means beside, kaleo means to call. So the God of all comfort, the Holy Spirit, our comforter, is calling us to closeness, and that's how he comforts us in our trials. If you are suffering today, I want you to know three things. Suffering never lasts forever. Suffering never lasts forever, because the Bible says that... uh, There may be weeping for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And Pastor Todd talks about how there is an expiration date on weeping. There is an expiration date on suffering. Suffering is inevitable. That's the other side of it. It's inevitable. If you are a human, living and breathing, you will experience some level of suffering in your life. But thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God he sent the Holy Spirit because he knew we needed to have access to something more powerful than what the enemy is trying to throw at us. And suffering has cycles, just goes through cycles. I said earlier that our pain is a magnet for the comfort of the Holy Spirit. In Psalm 34, 18, it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he rescues those whose spirits are crushed. I'd like the worship team to come join me as I close this morning. You see, our suffering is meant to be an open invitation. It's an open invitation for the comforter to come in and speak to us. Just like that mother, you know, I, a few weeks ago I shared the story about how when Carter ripped his knee open at, at school and the nurse calls me and at first I didn't believe her because, you know, slap a Band-Aid on it, you know, it's fine. And she's like, oh no. He's going to need stitches. And so as soon as I realized how, how much in pain he was, I raced to that spot. And, um, you know, the Holy Spirit wants to comfort you if you're suffering today, if you're in a suffering season. When I first moved here, uh, I was in a suffering season. And that's not really a secret to any of you who have been coming here um, for any amount of time. Um, but if you're new here, I... We were called to be at this church, and we knew that we knew that we knew with sign after sign after sign 
supernatural stuff. So we knew we were supposed to be here at this church. But sometimes, even though you're walking and living in your calling, it doesn't mean it's always easy. Doesn't mean it's always easy. In fact, if everything's always easy, I would question whether or not you are walking in your calling. Because calling invites opposition. But I felt like I had been ripped from my community. I felt lost here. I didn't know anybody. I felt... Uh, completely discombobulated, like I was comfortable. See that word, comfortable. I had become comfortable in a community that was toxic for me. I had become comfortable in a place that I was not called to be. And I kept having these uh, recurring images almost in my mind when I would pray and I would cry out to God and I would cry and cry and cry. And I've told many times the story of me laying on the floor at my bedside, basically just crying out to God to help me get through one more day here in Poway. And um, like I said, the image that I kept having was kind of like almost like a tree, a little tree being ripped out by its roots and then taken all the way over here into a hole and just thrown down and expected to gain roots without being covered, without being cared for, without uh, being watered, all of the things that are necessary for a, a healthy transplant. See, that's what I felt like God did in my life when he moved us here. <laughs> and I was in so much anguish and so much pain and depression, and I cried and cried all the time, and Todd will tell you he didn't know really what to do except for just to pray for me. Because when you are in such a deep, dark place of suffering, there is nothing and no one that, that, that can do anything to really help pull you out of that pit. That's why David talks about, you pulled me up out of the, the muck and the mire. You pulled me out of my slimy pit because God is the only one that can come in and reach into that mess that you've either created for yourself or that you found yourself in and pull you out. And I was in a dark, dark hole. And I remember crying and crying and crying. And I went to bed one night and Todd just started praying that night. I didn't know he did it, but he was praying for me after I had gone to sleep. And the Holy Spirit, this is how, the, I wanted to share with you how the Holy Spirit comforts us and how he had comforted me in one particular moment. He brought that to mind this week as I was preparing this message because I had totally forgot about this. But he had comforted me over and over and over in that season. And this one particular night, he woke Todd up at three o'clock in the morning, just out of a dead sleep. And he told Todd, you need to start praying for Katie right now. I didn't know. I was fast asleep. But Todd just starts praying and praying and praying. And he prayed for three hours. And I got up at 6.30 and he said, I have been up for three hours praying for you. And, and the Holy Spirit gave me a word for you. And he said, I just typed it out. It was like I wasn't even typing. He said, I don't know where this came from. But he said, it was like my, my fingers were moving and my mind wasn't even there. And somehow I got this message for you. And I, I believe I'm supposed to share this with you. And I want to share with you what this message was. 
Uh, he and he ta- he had said, you know, I believe that this is God speaking to you directly. So read it as if it's a letter to you from God. And he says, my desire to transplant you is like a rose. Though it hurts and is difficult in this time and feels like parts of you are torn away and are dying, it is to propel you forward in me so that you can do the work that you have been assigned to. Trust me. You will blossom fuller and bigger since you have been placed in this clean, fresh soil with a new start. As you are on this journey in this new soil, you need to know I am watering you and giving you good food. I am the gardener. I must be gentle with a transplanted rose to make sure the roots connect right and deep. Roots are important to gain because you will never fully blossom if your roots don't go deep. Part of the root ball was cut off on purpose because it was stricken with disease and was on the verge of destroying your purpose. Keep growing and trust me as the gardener to take care of you as my rose, my sweet rose. And it says, I love you, Katie. You're my daughter whom I am well pleased. And I can't get emotional without reading that because that was a personal message of comfort from the Holy Spirit for me. When I was laying on my floor, day after day after day in the fetal position with nothing and no hope, didn't know when it was going to get better. The Holy Spirit is so kind to us, you guys that he speaks words to people for us. He speaks into our spirits when we're suffering because he is close, because he wants to be close to you. And so this morning, I wanna, I wanna end a little bit differently. If you, if you need a word from the Holy Spirit this morning, we're just gonna play right now. We're gonna play this song, Fall. And, and Todd and Pastor Bob are going to be up here and they're going to pray over you. And if you need a word from the Holy Spirit, I am just going to believe that, that God is going to download something uh, to them for you if you come up here and you want to get prayer this morning, okay? So that's how we're going to end this service because I believe that the Holy Spirit, He's very personal and He has something specific for you. This, this note that I just shared with you was very personal for me because of my own images. You see, Todd didn't know about the images of, of me being uprooted and then plopped into a hole. He didn't know about that. That's, why, that's how the Holy Spirit works. That's how we know He is God and that He's personal because He gave that message to Todd for me. So I believe that He wants to do something in your life today. So we're going to sing this song and Todd and Pastor Bob are going to come up here and we're just going to pray. And if you need a word from the Lord, come up right now. Don't, don't wait.